it's been a minute since I last uploaded a video, and I figured, hey, uh, you know, been having a lot of success with WNBA, both in DFS and in prize picks. I thought, you know, why not? I'll make a video for tomorrow's three-game WNBA DFS site. We got ten thousand uh, dollars to first up top, and um, yeah, like, like I said, we'll be breaking down uh, the three-game slate in this video. Uh, the sponsor of the video that would be Prize Picks. If you guys are not on Prize Picks, uh, I would definitely highly recommend getting on Prize Picks. Um, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. It'll be linked down below. Uh, but basically, it's a player prop site where you're building a slips of player props. You can build up to six. If you hit all six, you win 25 extra money. You can mix and match sports. If you guys want to give it a try, uh, again, DKDFS link will be in the description. And if you're looking for premium content, you can check my Patreon link down below. We've had a phenomenal month uh, for prize picks. And I've just been doing player pools for DFS just because there's nothing going on until Summer League and have had a lot of success in DFS as well. Um, so that'll be linked down below. If you have any questions, you can always leave them in the comment section. Okay, so let's just talk about the slate and let's go uh, team by team. I feel like that'll be the easiest way to go, uh, go about it. Also, I probably will be mispronouncing some of these names, not going to lie. So uh, just bear with me there. But first game here, we got New York. And or actually, hold on. Let's go to let's go to the game lines. Um, see if they're up for tomorrow. Okay, so yeah, New York, Connecticut is a one sixty five over under. New York are four point favorites. Uh, Seattle, Minnesota is one sixty three and a half over under. Minnesota are two point favorites. Battle of two uh, two of the worst teams, I would say, in the WNBA. And then uh, Dallas and Phoenix, a one sixty eight and a half over under. Dallas are four point favorites. Okay, so we'll start off with New York. New York, one of the better teams in the WNBA. And the first person uh, we're going to mention here is going to be Brianna Stewart at 12.8K. So she probably had her worst game of the season last game, I would say. Went to overtime, shot 4 of 17, only put up 32 fancy points. Now, I had a really solid night uh, the other night with Stewart in my lineup. So if Stewart would have had a decent game, I could have probably had a takedown. I've had two takedowns already. I've only been playing DFS WNBA for like a little over a week now. So um yeah that was a little bit tilting about the floor game from her but i would say she is she probably has the highest floor plus ceiling of anyone in the WNBA. so um last game maybe lowers the ownership a little bit but still have a ton of interest in her not really worried about the matchup so yeah Stuart looks great i mean she's gonna probably play 35 plus minutes she's their clear uh best player on the team so um she's expensive but i think there's enough value you can get her in if you want to um, the rest of New York, uh, Vandersloot and Sabrina, I think, are solid options. Neither, neither of them would be priorities. Vandersloot's the point guard. Uh, she's someone that can stuff a stat sheet and, you know, does have a ceiling here and there. Last game, that, that game where she went for 50-plus had seven steals, though. I'd say most of the time, she's probably giving you around 30 fancy points. Which is, at this price point, it's just fine. Sabrina's also been very up and down. She recently came back from an injury. I went for a 50-bomb last game, and she's gone for 50-plus a couple times this season. Um, but yeah, so someone that has a high, high ceiling, but you know, relatively low floor. John Cole Jones is a really good, uh, point per minute, uh, player here, but, um, the minutes have not been amazing. I mean, she's averaging low twenties. She had a bit of a off game last game, uh, going donut in the points category, but, uh, most of the time she'll play again, like I said, low twenties minutes probably give you, you know, somewhere around 25 fancy points. I think it's reasonable at that price point. Um, Laney, fine. I mean, the minutes are there. The floor is relatively low for her, but most of the time she's playing 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, Johannes has, uh, or did pick up a couple of spot starts when Sabrina was out. 
Uh, move back to bench roll, 24, 18 minutes. I'm expecting high teens minutes for her. I think she's a reasonable value play. Um, you know, Fords definitely have they much fly a higher floor plus ceiling. I've been most of the time in my DFS lineup been jamming, you know, a lot of the top forwards and getting more value at guard. Um, I think Johannes is, is someone you, you can look to. Um, but again, don't expect huge minutes, probably high teens for her. And then an interesting value play, I think, here is Kayla Thornton. So she put 24 minutes last game. Um, you had Dolson is out for a couple weeks. She was also in the rotation. Now with her out, you saw that minutes bump for Kayla Thornton. So she's not someone with a really high ceiling. I don't expect huge minutes. But I think if we get, you know, high teens minutes from her, she can give you 15 to 20 fancy points. So um, definitely a value play that I'm interested in. Uh, uh, but that would be about it for New York. Let's move on to Connecticut. So um, I've just been plugging and playing Glissa Thomas basically every single slate. And it's worked out almost every single time except for this game against Minnesota. But I still cash that night even with a floor game from her. Um, no more Brianna Jones. She is out for the season. So Alyssa Thomas floor plus ceiling just goes up. Um, I mean, just someone that, you know, can give you a triple-double really any single night. Went for 14, 11, and 12 last game and really barely played the fourth quarter because of the blowout. So um, I do like Alyssa Thomas a good amount. Not necessarily the best matchup here, but uh, just someone that in a competitive game, I think she might play the entire game. This game should stay competitive. So um, you got two stars going up against each other with Alyssa Thomas, with Brianna Stewart. Should be a, a good uh, matchup, for or should be a good game to watch, I, I should say. Um, so with Brianna Jones out, uh, the ceiling goes up on Duana Bonner. Now, her peripheral stats haven't been great this season, but she is someone that, again, like the ceiling goes up when Brianna Jones is off the court just because she becomes kind of the number two option. Um, I mean, she went for 26 points last game. So I like the ceiling quite a bit here on Duana Bonner. Um, Tiffany Hayes, Allen, Eiderman, they're all fine options. I mean, they're all – I don't really have any super strong takes on these guards. Um, I have played Carrington the last couple of slates and no ownership. Literally, no one has played her. Uh, it's won me a good amount of money. And uh, now the price dropped to 4.7K. So here's the thing with Carrington. She has benefited last couple games due to the blowouts, right? La- uh, two games ago, Minnesota blowout. Last game at Chicago blowout. So I don't know if we continue to expect th- that type of run. But if she's playing well, I see no reason why she can't play 20 plus minutes. And she is someone that, you know, is a relatively high usage player. So when she's gonna when she's gonna be out there, she's gonna come off the bench and chuck. She also can uh, contribute with peripheral stats as well. So Harrington's another interesting value play, but um I don't know if we continue to expect uh the performances we've been getting from her last couple games. Uh, and then Nelson Odoa has been kind of the backup big uh with Brianna Jones uh, out. And she's, you know. Probably, well, north of a fantasy point per minute player. Uh, again, has benefited the last couple games to do blowouts. I think on average, we're probably getting 10 to 12 minutes from her, which makes her a reasonable value, kind of in that same category of like Kayla Thornton, who we talked about a bit earlier. All right, Seattle, Minnesota. So two uh, bottom feeder teams here. Um, now with Seattle, really outside of Lloyd and Easy, it's been kind of tough to trust this rotation. Um, I feel like they go with the hot hand, so... There's going to be a lot of playable options, but no one really outside of those two that I feel super uh, confident in. Lloyd has high ceilings anyone, to be honest. Um, I mean, she has the highest usage rate in the WNBA. Like, it's like in the mid-30s usage. Um, I mean, the floor is probably 25 to 30 if she's really struggling with a shot like she did there against Indiana. Um, but the ceiling is 50-plus when she's getting it going. And in a competitive game, I expect her to play high 30s minutes. This game should stay close, right? It's what, like a two-point spread, four-point spread, two-point spread. Um, so I like the ceiling quite a bit on Lloyd. Easy. Should play mid-30s minutes. Again, north of a fantasy point per minute player. 
I think is a reasonable spend up. Probably won't get a ton of ownership. Has not always had the huge games of late, but she she is someone that can go for forty plus fancy points. So I think she's a fine contrarian play. And then Ivana Jokic. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She's someone I've been playing a decent amount recently. Um, last game only played sixteen minutes. I don't really know what to make of it. It was a blowout. Before that, though, she'd been playing 30 plus minutes, or she had played 30 plus minutes the last four games. She's a rookie and she's been playing better of late. So I would assume she goes back to kind of that 30 minute role. And if she does get around 30 minutes, she's going to be a good value here. Um, but like I said, Seattle kind of will go with the hot hand. Forcing another rookie is doubtful, but it's not really opens up a ton just because they have so many players in this team. And like I said, they will go with the hot hand. Mercedes Russell's been starting the last I think, three games. Um, I think she's a fair value play, relatively safe. Not someone with a massive ceiling. I mean, 35, that was a bit of an outlier. But most of the time, she's probably going to play mid-20s minutes and give you like 15 to 20 fancy points. But is it, at that price point, that's fine. So I think Russell is a fair value play. Kia Nurse, the minutes been ticking down. Um, if she plays well, she can play around 30 minutes. But again, relatively score-independent. Whitcomb was like almost out of the rotation. Then she had a good game last game. Um Holmes was kind of out of the rotation and played 26 minutes last game. So this is what I'm talking about. Like, there's a lot of viable options here for Seattle, but outside of Lloyd and Easy, I really don't trust the minutes. A lot of just tournament plays here for Seattle. For Minnesota, they're relatively shorthanded. Uh, Shepard's been out for a while. Now you got Tiffany Mitchell out. Powers has been out for a while. Diamond Miller might come back, but I don't know if she'll play full complement of minutes. Uh, Nafisa Collier, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Could be wrong in that. Um, she's been their best player by far this year, and there have been games where she's played close to the, the full game. She played 34 minutes last game, but it was a, a massive blowout. Um, yeah, I like her ceiling quite a bit. Like I said, this is two bad teams going up against each other, so it's, so it's, it should stay competitive. Uh, with Shepard out, her rebounding numbers do go up as well, so I like her quite a bit as a spend-up. McBride's been disappointing of late. The minutes have not been great, but this team is pretty shorthanded at guard, especially if Diamond Miller can't play too, with Tiffany Mitchell out. Um, again, Mitchell is playing 25 to 30 minutes. So if Diamond Miller can't play, you should see big minutes from McBride, who does have a ceiling. I mean, she is someone that can go for 25 to 30. Um, was pretty consistent for early in the year. It's kind of um, been a little bit disappointing last couple games. But I think that will keep her ownership relatively low. Carlton's been starting. I expect her to start once again, probably play around 20 minutes. Um, I think she's a reasonable value. Uh, pretty similar to like a Mercedes Russell, I would say. Probably give you 15, maybe 20 fancy points. Um, I think she's solid. I want to keep an eye on the starting lineup, though. Dorka also been getting some starts. She, If she does pick up a start, I would say plays mid-20s minutes. Um, a little bit of a higher ceiling, I will say. So, again, we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup there for uh, Minnesota. You got um, Milich. I believe that's it. Pronounce her last name. Um, minutes have been a little bit up and down, but about a fantasy point per minute player, only 4.3K. I think she's interesting. I think Rachel uh, Banham is uh, interesting at 4.2. Probably plays 15 to 20 minutes, maybe more if Diamond Miller's out. Lindsay Allen, I think, will be pretty popular at 4.1K, especially if uh, she continues to um, start and, and get these solid minutes. Uh, we'll come off the bench, actually. Wait, hold on. I don't think she's started. They. I, that's what I want to say. I want to keep an eye on the starting lineup for Minnesota. Either way, even if she doesn't start, um, she's someone that has been producing lately. And, um, yeah, it's relatively cheap, right? 4.1K for someone that's probably going to play 20-plus minutes definitely intrigues me. So, Minnesota, keep an eye on the Diamond Miller news. Also, keep an eye on the starting lineup. Um, and then Emily Inglester, 
um, did play 17 minutes last game, but benefited because of the blowout. So um, probably only sees about 10 minutes or so if the game stays competitive, which it should. And finally, Dallas and Phoenix. So Dallas, the benefit of targeting someone in Dallas is they run a very tight rotation. They're going to play their play their main players a ton. So Bali's been very disappointing last few games. She did get in massive foul trouble last game. Um, but her peripheral stats have gone down a little bit with the return of McCowan. So uh, I think Sabali is a fine contrarian play. I don't think anyone will play her after the last couple games. Uh, recency bias, definitely more of a factor as well in WNBA. Rike, how um, he plays close to the entire game. I mean, averaging like high 30s minutes. She has a high ceiling, but also relatively low floor. Like if she's really struggling with a shot, she can go for sub 20 fancy points. But if she's really getting, getting it going like she did against Seattle here, she she has 50-plus fancy point upside. So she's someone that I like for GPPs. Uh, Natasha Howard, I would say probably a little bit of a higher floor than Arike, but uh, maybe the ceiling's not as high. Last game was a bit disappointing, especially if playing 38 minutes. But if she continues to play high 30s minutes, she's someone that's probably going to be 30-plus fancy points. I think she's a solid option. And McCowan, since her return, has played well. Obviously, he's mid-20s minutes. Really good rebounder. 9-11, rebounds uh, in four games so far this season. So I think she's a pretty good value play, or I guess like mid-tier play. Uh, Dangerfield, someone I've been playing a lot. Finally didn't play here last game. Went for 45 fancy points. No surprise there. But um, yeah, she's been starting. She's been playing around 30 minutes. Again, sub-AK. I think she's a solid value option. Uh, Canali Brown uh, benefited last game with Sabali foul trouble. So 23 minutes, don't think we can expect that again. But she is, um, you know, good fantasy point per minute player. So if someone does get in foul trouble, um, she could uh, put up a ceiling game there at that price point. Don't really think I would get to anyone else. You might see a couple minutes of Burton. Uh, but again, uh, they're mainly playing their, their, their main players a ton of minutes here. Like Dallas running very tight rotation. And finally, Phoenix. Phoenix has dealt with a lot of injuries this year. And they're once again relatively shorthanded. Uh, Petty's out, Mustafa's out, Sophie Cunningham's questionable. She left the game uh, at halftime last game. So um, last game also was a massive blowout, so you didn't get full complement of run for Griner or Deanna Taurasi. But this is a game that should stay competitive, right? It's a four-point spread. So Brittany Griner, 10.3K, we're getting a nice discount. Dallas plays fast. This is a good matchup. I like to see them quite a bit in Brittany Griner. Uh, the minutes are not amazing. Like You're not going to get huge minutes for Griner and Taurasi, but if we get like low 30s minutes from both, um, I like I like both their price points. This is a nice bounce back. Uh, I, I like the bounce back spot here for both uh, of the Phoenix stars. That being Trossi and that being Brittany Griner. And 7.3K for Trossi is just too cheap. Um, I know she's been a little bit up and down. The minutes, again, weren't great. Again, she had injured this game. Only played 19 minutes here. But most of the time, she's going to play low 30s minutes. And at, at 7.3K against Dallas, I think she stands out as one of the best plays in the slate. So I really like Trossi at the price point. Also, um, Rookie, I believe she's a rookie, Sung Sutton, um, emerging uh, of late. Uh, she's another ball handler. Um, should play 30-plus minutes. I think she's reasonable. I think I'd rather go to Tarasi, though. Michaela um, has been playing you know, 25-ish minutes. I think kind of just indifferent on her. Um, if Griner, for some reason, sees limited minutes again, she would benefit. Let's see. And then if Sophie Cunningham's out, I would assume you get Mariah Jefferson in the starting lineup. She started the second half last game. Someone's relatively score independent, but sub 5K would be a, a pretty good value play if Sophie Cunningham's out. If Cunningham's in, I think Cunningham herself is fine. Would most likely see around 30 minutes. Another relatively score independent player, though. Again, if Cunningham's out, I think Mariah Jefferson would be interesting. 
And this seems just short-handed, right? So if Cunningham's out, you'd have starting lineup of Griner, Sutton, Michaela, Dana Trossi, uh, Mariah Jefferson with Turner off the bench. I think it would only be eight players, right? Yeah, if Cunningham's out, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And so Soko and Sims really haven't been playing tons. So that's why I said um, this is this is a nice buy low team uh, on the star players, in my opinion, especially with this, with this matchup. Again, this is also, I think, the highest over under. Yeah, 168 and a half over under, four point spread, should stay close. So um, I like a good amount of Phoenix here uh, with uh, especially their salaries. But yeah, that'll wrap it up the video. I will try to get a price fix video up tomorrow as well. It's, it's Taco Tuesday. Um, been, uh, like I said, I've been on a hot streak. I've been giving free plays out on Twitter a lot, so make sure to follow me on Twitter. Um, the only issue with making YouTube videos for WNBA prize picks is most of the time they don't have the board up the night before, which is when I make my videos. But um, if they have it up early tomorrow, maybe I'll try to get one out. If not, I'll, again, I'll definitely have some free plays on Twitter, so make sure to follow me over there. But um, if you guys do enjoy the WNBA DFS content, let me know in the comment section down below. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If we get a lot of love on this video, I can continue to, to knock out some of these uh, DFS videos for you guys on YouTube. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night, and I'll see you all in the next video.